0: another episode yeah. of dope dealer radio everybody
1: dope dealer radio gmgc so what the great minds group chat is is um we discuss topics and things in media things that matter things that are a little bit deep not too much superficial and yes i'm cleo bad dashing adult dealer radio and i'm lena created <laughs> and um we want to introduce you to sabrina not the teenage win, not the teenage witch, but um, Sabrina. The I think she's a teenager, a teenage pimp. No,
0: she's twenty seven. I think she started when she was a teenager, maybe.
1: Yeah, and worked her way up. So mm-hmm. um, last week we uh we was, you know talking about um people. We showed you a clip of Bernie Mac talking about you know his uh his nephew and stuff that uh, kind of seems gay, and then we talked about. We um, went into Peaches, a prostitute, that was on him, this series that we like to watch called Soft White Underbelly. And um, Peaches was raped at 11 by her cousin, his cousin, and then ever since just, I guess, gave up. But Peaches didn't give up to the point where she, he was done with life. He was just like, you know what, fuck it, drugs, I'm in here. But what Peaches does is helps people so we're not going to count peaches out. We love peaches. We wish peaches the best. So here's somebody else with um, a very interesting life. And we're going to go over it real quick. Yeah, like, I'm a
2: hustler. I, I love money. Like, my name is Cash for a reason. You can't stop me. I'm going to get money the way I can. And that's just me. I'm 27 years old. I'm young. I have no kids. And I'm gay. And I'm a pimp. Like, it can't get no better than that.
1: Sabrina. Yes. Sabrina, uh, where'd you grow up? Where are you from originally?
2: I am from Compton, California. I grew up in, off of Bradfield and Rosecrans. I'm from Mob Piru. Um. So you have a gang? Yes. Yes.
1: Which gang? Is this, this mom, is That's a blood gang? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell um, me about your family up.
2: Okay. So at, my mom got pregnant at 13 years old. And my my grandma put her out on the streets. When she had me, she gave me up to my grandma and grandpa. And they raised me to level two. My mom took me back. She was into into drugs, sherm, acid, meth, whatever, you know, she can get her hands on just so she can prostitute at the age of 13. Um, Well, my family is Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Samoan. My family is the Mexican side, which they're really strict. I didn't know know English until I turned 13. So growing up, it was hard because I was as dark as I am. And my family believed that I was black. But so they used to beat me. They used to make sure I spoke Spanish. They used to try to spread the, the, the color off my skin. I know, that was and my mom painful. took me back when I was two. I my mom took me back when I was two. I used to be with her on the stroll, the whole stroll all hours of the day, hours all the night. And you were how old? I was two. Two years old. Oh, two years and old. And your mom was God. working in Figueroa Streets? Figueroa, Long Beach. Long Beach was her main one. Long Beach Clover. Yes. Um then my grandma took me back when I was five years old. And um when I was eight my my mom came and picked me up and told me that she was trying to get out of the game of the prostitution game that her that she's trying to get away from her pimp and She had to tell me a bunch of stuff, so we parked in Watts, California, and she told me that she loved me, to be good for my grandma and my family, and that she's sorry and everything will be okay. Two minutes later, she got out the car, told me to lay in the back seat. I actually got back up after she closed the door, and I watched her get killed. She got shot 17 times by three pimps. I watched it, all when I was eight years old. <clears throat> um, the ambulance and police came and took me back to my family. And I was at a soccer game when they finally gave us the news that she did not make it. You so...
1: watch your mom get murdered?
2: Yes, at eight years old. So at see, nine... So see, at nine years old...
1: When she repeats one. eight years old, that's how you know, really hit her. Because she had to remind you, yes. and eight years old, mind you.
2: That's how you can hear it in the words. This was off of the 108th and I don't know there's a street, but it was off 108th by Grave Street Elementary. Wow. So um, yeah, so at nine years old, my grandfather came and moved in. I was, I was one day I was walking from school and when I walked into the house, I saw my grandfather raping my Melissa Mundo's cousin. And at that time, my cousins, you know, I grew up with them. So I called them my brothers and sisters. So at that time, she was only four years old and he was like in the, sh- in the tub, but, like rubbing on her, her vagina area. So I took it upon myself and told him to touch on me instead of touching on her. You know, I was grown she wasn't, I know it wasn't right, but you know, so I actually- You're protecting her. I protected her by putting myself in danger. So it became more and more that he was raping me, molesting me, and all kind of stuff. And I tried to, one day we were at a party in my at my house, and he came in the garage drunk, and my cousins were, and everybody were in the garage, and he tried to get on top of me and, and do me a friend of my, fam- my cousins. What? And I called him all kind of bitches, and he got mad. So he went told my aunt that I called him a bitch. So my aunt came and she started yelling at me. So I, had to, I told her, I'm like, well, he's raping me. And when I told her that,
1: she slapped me. I knew she was going to say that. How did I know that was going to be the next word she said? I knew that.
2: Only that, only, like, we keep it in the family. We don't say things like that. Keep it in
1: and the I family. And I told her, I
2: was like, it, it wasn't right, you know? I knew it wasn't right. So two days later, I ran away. I ran away to a friend's house. And then, like, a day later, my, gra- my grandma found me. And she found me and took me back home. And then after that, she used to come and pick me up after school and everything. I wasn't allowed to go to school by myself anymore. No and one day I found a way to um, to run away again. And I did. And they didn't, they didn't catch me. So this time my uncle came in to look for me. He, he came to look for me. And he, my friends told me where I was. <clears throat> this was all at 12 years old. So he, they told him how um, they told him where I was. He came and got me and took me to Rancho. From there, I told him where I was, and um, that's why I told him everything that happened. And he was so upset that he went back to the house and you know try to look for look for my grandfather, but he was gone. My grandfather knew what he did and he knew you know the things that were gonna happen to him. So he left. I came. I went back home. Every day I was beat, like, because my grandmother was mad that I got rid of my grandfather. So in order to cope with it, I joined the I again. can't
1: tell you how many... <sighs> these women be so hard up for these niggas, even when they're old.
0: That's ridiculous. And, and no I, matter what they do, what kind of shit?
1: I've seen it a lot with, like, especially Hispanic grandmothers and mothers. Like, because I grew up like that too, like, love the boys, but raise the girls. But it's just like, you It's not,
0: I don't know what it is. It's like these boys, it's like the the fucking sun shines out of their asses, even if they're total assholes.
1: And and guess what? Now we got to take care of them. Yeah. Now we got to take care of them. I'm taking care of them. It's backwards.
0: Because they don't even have no use to themselves. and you know
2: i'm not a bad i wasn't a bad kid i love school and all that but in order for me to deal with the gang and stuff and deal with school and not be tired and stuff i started doing meth at 12 years old and from there we went from meth powder um a little bit of sherm here and there and crack so this is all at 12 years old then foster care came so they took me away, and when they put me in foster care, I had a nervous breakdown where I started biting the foster mom. And when I started biting the foster mom, she took me to the mental hospital
1: where I was there for three months. Oh. At web.com, you won't find hey, that's what I'm a the latest sports school. When, when I adopt kids, you've patient with them. <laughs> but if you need to build some an them, online store, you'll. some of them get so abused, they finally find their punching bag. Something nice and soft and loving.
2: And I was convinced that something was wrong with me. I didn't understand nothing. I only knew Spanish. Like nobody, I, I didn't have anybody to talk to me. Right. So I shut down. I became mute, and I didn't speak at all. So finally I got into a foster home and I lived all the way in Pinion Hills where it's like, is deserted. It's just one house and then nothing but desert. And then you have to drive. 30 minutes to go to a store. or a-
1: And it sounds like it's on purpose. Does it not? You put the Forster home in the middle of nowhere. I bet they have them
0: you- in a remote place so that, you know, anything that happens, it doesn't get reported, at least not right away. Oh, if, if they keep it under wraps, it won't get
1: out. Horrible. It's about to get juicy. Watch.
2: House, another house or anything else. So living out there, I was able to find myself and like meditate and do other things and my foster mom helped me like you know get together she she was been through the same thing i've been through so it was easier for me and her to connect yes i became unmute but i did not speak english still because my foster mom was hispanic so this whole time i'm going to school don't know english but you know i'm getting by so at 15 at 15, I run away because she started getting men in her house and I wasn't comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable with Hispanic men, not being racist. I'm just not, it's just uncomfortable for me. And I get nervous and I get very anxious. I get that anxi- anxiety. So I ran away and my social worker ended up bringing me to Fontana. So from Fontana, I was in a foster home and the foster mom lied to my to my social worker, telling her that there was no men that lived in the house when there, in fact, where was her trucker husband who was Hispanic. So he was having relations with the other foster daughters, and I wasn't okay with it. So one day when he tried to sneak into my room, I cussed him out, and I the next visit that I had with my family, I let them know that I'm being like molested again, and they gave me a cell phone and told me to call them. When I needed them, so when that happened, um, he came into my room again, and I called my family. When that happened, I he slapped me. He slapped me because I wouldn't give him my phone, and then he went. He told his wife that I was I had a cell phone and I was being disrespectful, and he heard the phone go off, and that he came to my room just so he can get the phone because we're not allowed a phone. So when that happened, she came to look for my phone. She couldn't find it because I hid it in my jacket. So when they had left the next day, I ran away. I packed my things and I left. I went to my best friend's house and I explained to him what was happening and his mom allowed me to stay with her. They were African-American. So I was staying there. She While I was staying there, I was hidden. Mind you, I'm AWOL. I'm, I ran away from foster care. My social worker doesn't know where I'm at. There's a warrant out for my arrest and I'm living with another family. And they're teaching me English. I'm teaching them Spanish. Like, you know, it's, I'm not on drugs no more. She helps me get back into high school and everything's going great. So, but one day um, we were caught at the store stealing and um, I got arrested. I was arrested for three months until my fo- till my social worker found me. And when my social worker found me, she sent me to a home in Rancho manga. At that home, The mother was young and she was, she liked the club and she had kids who were pimps. What? And they had holes and they'll bring their, their, the holes will bring their kids to me to watch them and I'll get paid for that. So, but as I'm watching the kids and he's teaching me the game and like, this is what this is. And, you know, and I told him like, I'm gay. I like women, you know? So he was just like, well, then I'm going to teach you the game so you can become a pimp. So he's giving me weed. I'm, we're smoking. I'm back on drugs now. Boom, started off a weed. then he started doing a little lean in it and then a little crack. So from there I'm, I'm getting high as hell and I'm still going to school. I'm still doing like you know doing everything I'm supposed to until one day my foster mom has gets a boyfriend and he's Belizean and she goes to work one day and he tries to again sexually harass me because I'm not giving him no play because I told him,
1: I just gotta say. There is a high number. And I know from personal experience, from dancing and living in Brooklyn, bedside, and just living in New York, these men out here, give him an inch. Take him out. Okay. He doesn't believe pretty. From the innocent. You can't leave these niggas around, no choke. That's what I say.
0: That's what I say. Listen, he's not always a nice person. No, they would never do that. Nah out of here
1: yeah yeah
2: i mean she be gay the so therefore he started trying to molest
1: that's why i'd be like you just can't just mess with one girl like these it just like that just can't be in your nature how could it be y'all just so horny y'all don't even let the children alone
2: i let her know she was unhappy with it so i one day i asked her can i go to my best friend's house for a halloween party And she said, yes. So I go. When I go, the buses are stopped running. So the bus stopped running and I called her and I let her know, like, okay, can you come get me? Because, you know, the party's over. She was just like, no, you ran away. You did this and that. Like, I don't want you back. So I call my social worker. I let my social worker know what's happening. And I go and I stay there. So I'm getting high because I'm worried that I'm going to go back to jail. And like, I'm crystal out of my mind, like just so crystal out of my mind. So when I call my social worker the next day, she tells me that it's okay for me to stay where I'm at. So I stay there. I go to high school. I'm in high school. And every day at this foster home, I'm fighting her daughter every day. Like there was no, it was a constant go. Like every day I wake up, I have to fight. Every day, yeah. this and that. Like it was so it was so dramatic in that house. It was so uncomfortable for me to live. But yet I still did everything I was supposed to I the main, I went to work, I went to school, I did everything. I graduated a year before I was supposed to graduate and I was just working that whole year. So I would pay rent, I would do everything. I was supposed to watch the kids, all that. And I when I graduated high school, I paid for all my, my own high school experience. And after that, I went to college. I got an AA in sociology and I was sober for a little bit.
1: women like her can i just be honest women like like her to come up from something like this but have that same attitude she has as um she just does what she has to do people like that they be really making great leaders it's just they get destroyed when they're young so it's like once you catch them when they're young
0: Yes, you see how solid she is and she's obviously still got a drug problems, she got issued, you know what I'm saying, and she was destroyed like you said from young. Imagine if she was saw sol- she was brought up solidly from the beginning. she would be a force.
1: No she could still be a force and I think yeah but imagine
0: hold- I'm saying she still could be, but Im- if you don't have all them holes and bullet holes, yeah. how much
1: more fortified you'd be and how much more solid you'd be exactly exactly but um yeah so I got put out of the house and when yes. I got out
2: the house I was forced to go live with her daughter when I went to go live with her daughter her daughter um used me just like a baby to the kids and so she can get money off of me and after that I just called my my old foster brother and I told him like I need money. I I'm I'm tired of just staying here in the house. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of being like bothered like this. And I'm I want money. So he took me to he took me out to San Bernardino off of G Street, and he was like teaching me like telling me like oh this is this and this, this. And back then, now I'm getting high again with him, popping mollies, popping E pills, getting high and leaned out and just awake all night all day. Just so I can be able to learn the routes. So once I learned the routes, I call, called my little friends that liked me and stuff on Facebook. And I let them know, like, oh, do you want to make extra money? This is this, this and that. And so they were just like, yeah. So I go pick them up and I put them down. Money starts coming in. I learn how to post them. I post them on Craigslist, Backpage, Redbook, Meet Me, all kinds of, kind of websites that I can put them on just so I can make money, and the money was flowing in, and I got addicted, so I started getting addicted, and that's when I started pressing, um, Crystal hard, I started slamming it, I started smoking it, started sniffing it, whatever I can do with Crystal, I did it, I, uh, cheated up, up, you know, back there, and I just, anything to get a, a high, so I can be okay with it, you know, and as a woman, I couldn't be in the car, it would be suspicious. So I used to dress as a prostitute and go down and, you know, be around the girls. And in order to stay warm, I had to do other drugs. So I did crack. And I was naked, always naked and out there and just watching everything that goes down, collecting money, selling drugs and, you know, maneuvering. So one day I got kidnapped. I got kidnapped by a pimp named Kelly in Pomona, California. And he pistoled with me. He took me to his house in LA, and he was he tried to force me to hold for him. But the thing is that he didn't want me to hold. He wanted me to steal. He didn't want me to sell myself. He wanted me to pretend so he could steal and I could steal from them. And he used to he used to beat people like bloody murdered. And I was like fighting for my life every day. Like I used to almost use the bathroom on myself. Number two because Aww. I was so scared. Like I was on the street and he was parked right there. Like there was nowhere for I can move. Like, you know, nothing. So one day he got comfortable after two weeks, he got comfortable and took me back to Pomona, right? When I got to Pomona, I called my old foster brother and I'm like, look, I'm here in Pomona, come get me. He comes and he gets me. So when he comes and gets me, he asks me like, what happened? And I'm telling him, I'm describing the guy, describing the car and everything. Come to find out that it's his cousin. <clears throat> his cousin saw me one day and he was just like, I want her and I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get her. So when he finds out it's his cousin, they end up fighting in the street. Boom. We all go to jail. I go to jail and I get released, and I go home to Compton, California. And I started gang again and I started really like selling drugs and pimping and doing all this kind of stuff and to get money. And my family started disowning me. When they started disowning me, I started slanging it to my family. Like I started giving my family drugs, and you know, doing it like that. And <clears throat> then um, I started, I started pimping on my little sister. She was 15 years old, and what she wanted to hold, so I, I had her holding for me. You're, whole, you're how old now? Me, but I was 21 at the time. You were 21. Yes, and she was, she was. No, I was 18 and she was 15. Okay. So so we're I'm, I'm selling her, me, me my guy friend, and her, we're thugging it. Then we started getting more females. And Gina, my little sister runs away and she doesn't come back. She goes back home. And she's a pregnant and I'm still doing me. Then my other girl leaves me because she got ran over by a car and she felt like I didn't care. So now I'm here. I'm slanging dope in the, in the riverbed. I'm sleeping in tents. I'm cracked out of my mind. I'm like just so crystal out of my mind. I'm, li- I'm going from garage to garage to garage and hotel to hotel to hotel, 10 to 10 to 10, all in Norwalk Riverbed by the Green Line Station. So then one day my friend hits me up and he's like, oh, I got a girl for you. So I go to Southgate and I meet this girl. She tells me she's 18 years old. At this time I'm 21. So she tells me she's 18 years old and that she wants to hold. So we started doing it. I got her hooked on crystal meth. And so we're getting high as hell. Me and her end up falling in love with each other. And after we fall in love with each other, I'm like, hey, I don't want you hoeing no more. She was just like, well, this is the only way to make you happy. So I'm gonna go ahead and hoe. So we're she's hoeing and we're doing this whole thing. Well, one day I get pulled over by the police and they find my gun in my car and they take my best friend to jail. They take him to jail. And then when they ID her, they find out that she's missing. She's been missing. What? So me not thinking because I'm so high and I'm never, haven't been to sleep. So I'm delusional. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why are you taking, this is my girl and whatever. Not. They were just like, well, either we take her or we take you. And I'm like, why would you take her? they were like, well, she's 17 years old. And I'm like, well, take her then. Like, I'm not going to go to jail. So they take her, and so she hits me up and tells me I'm all, I'm messed up, that she she's being raped by her, her dad, and that I need to come get her. Well, I can't come get you. So I leave her where she's at. So I end up billing my best friend out, and we're in his garage, and I get a phone call from the girl. And she tells me, like, oh, I need you to, you to meet, meet up with me. I got money for you and all this. Now, me, I'm so money-hungry and so delusional, I go. So when I go over there, we're talking, and – I fall into her trap that, you know, like I started answering questions that I shouldn't have answered. Like she asked me, why did I do it to her? I told her because I needed the money. Why did I beat her? Why did I make her have sex with Eric? And I'm like, she I didn't have to have sex with Eric. You chose to have sex with Eric for some money. So she was, she she sent me up, and all I know is SWAT came. She was an informant. She was an informant. She was an informant and I got put on Long Beach and Rosecrans at McDonald's, they swarmed up on me and they took me to jail. So I'm fighting, I'm I'm in jail fighting, pimping and pandering, human trafficking, um, kidnap, false impris- impersonation and rape. So they're trying to give me 65 to life. I won't take the deal. So then they tell me 25 to life. I'm definitely not taking the deal. Or oh, do you want to go to trial? No, because I know I'm going to lose because there's some things that did happen and didn't happen. So then they gave me 16 with half. No, 16 with life. I told them no. Then they told me 16 with half. Fine, you know? So I took 16 with half. And um, in February tw- um, 2017, I ended up going up to Chachilla in pr- to prison. For
1: campaign and pandering?
2: Campaign pandering, human trafficking. A
1: female, a
2: female pimp. A female pimp. Yeah. So while well, I'm in Chach- the first day in Chochilla, I the first day I got off the bus, I um I had girls in my door, three girls ready to fight me. So I got jumped. I didn't lose, you know, but I got jumped because they said pretty girls are not allowed to be in the yard because they don't want their girls, which are either transgenders or studs, trying to hit on us. So I got jumped for being pretty. So from that day, I started doing drugs and I started making shanks. Um, I got caught and I went to shoe, which is acid lockup, 24-7 lockup. Okay. Like solitary confinement. Yeah, I was in solitary confinement for six months. And then when I got out, I started be- fighting just every day. I went over the, I went over the wall to main yard and I started just fighting everybody. Everybody, like every day it was nonstop fighting. Like I had scratches, I had like ball spots in my hair. Like it was just, that's why my face is like so like I have dark marks because I was fighting every day. So I ended up, it was to the point where I I hated people and I didn't, I didn't stop. Like every day was fight for me. So one day this girl that was always bullying me since reception. Um, I had enough of her, so every time I seen her, it was it was a fight on sight. Like I would go to her school, I would I would go to her school, beat her up. I'll go into her room, beat her up. I'll go to her child, beat her up. I'll like everything until so she started pressing charges on me, and I ended up with an assault and battery charge. So here goes more time. So they pushed me from 2021 all the way to 2026. So so now I'm I'm in solitary confinement again, and I'm here for eight months. So from after solitary confinement, the girl calls enemies on me. So I have to go to another prison. When I go to CIW, which is California Institute for Women in Corona, I meet. How the hell friend. is she out of prison? And That's all. about. Um, she tells me, like, she's not going to put up on my shit that she doesn't need. She needs me to go home before, you know, before time. So I did everything that I was supposed to. I sobered up. I started going back to college. I started getting I started working. I started working out. I started behaving myself and I got my time back to May 2021. Well, my best friend that was there at the time, she was a drug addict. And, you know, I got back on, on it because, you know, being in a room with her, I got back on my drugs. So now I'm I'm trying to keep it like, oh, I'm not on drugs, but I am on drugs, you know, like trying to keep it away from the police. So and trying to hide it. And it got so hard that I just asked out. So I asked them to put me back in Walker, which is the, um, the mental institution. And, um, because I tried to commit suicide because I just couldn't take it no more. Yeah. Like I was tired. Oh, well I was, made. I was frustrated. Like everything like was coming down on me. Like I was just breaking down little by little by little. And I tried to kill myself, try to hang myself. And I didn't go through with it. So I was in Walker for three months and they finally let me back out. And when they let me out, they told me I was going to go to Patton. So either I got my stuff back together and get out my medication, or, or I will go to Patton. So I got back, um, I got back on my medication, and I did my time, and I got out May second. Well, when I got out to May second, they put me here at the Guard. When I got here to the Guard, immediately I became a fiend again. Um, I've so
1: only been out, huh? You've only been out a short time.
2: Yeah, I've only been out for a few weeks, and I got back on drugs like. I'm addicted. I'm, I'm, I'm an addict. Like the drugs don't do me. I do the drugs, but I'm a fiend. Like I love drugs. I love the way it makes me feel. Yes. I love the way it makes me feel like it makes me feel like I don't have a cure in the world and I don't like I carry my cookie everywhere with me and it's just, I don't care. Like I gave up gangbanging and I'm here at this program trying to get my life together yet. I'm still getting high and. Are you back? Are you back to the prostitution? Um, I'm back at prostitution. I'm, I'm pimping and pandering again. I'm looking. I can't even lie. I'm, I am looking for girls, but in a different way. Like I'm not trying to do things I used to do the same way. I'm just trying to do it more in the legal ways Mm -hmm. as an escort service instead of prostitution. So yeah, like I'm a hustler. I I love money. Like my name is Cash for a reason. So I get it anywhere I can. I do it any way I can. And You can't stop me. I'm going to get money the way I can. And that's just me. I'm 27 years old. I'm young. I have no kids. And I'm gay. And I'm a pimp. Like, it can't get no better than that. Like, (laughs) girls love me. Like, why not? You know? So that's my life. And you you told me you're a virgin as well. And I'm a virgin. (laughs) I'm a 27-year-old virgin. Yes. you've, You've been molested by your... I've been molested, but in my eyes, I haven't gave myself up. Oh, I see. I haven't said yes. So in my eyes, I'm a virgin. Yeah. Whether they took it or not, in my eyes, I'm always gonna be a virgin until I'm ready to go ahead and be like, all right, take it. One day, maybe I want kids, so it might be soon.
1: I'm glad you're playing the game a little smarter than
2: you were before. Yes, of course. I'm not sure it's.
1: It's not. It's
2: not smart, but it's smarter. Smarter, yes. I mean, it's hard out here. Covid. It's like it's hard to get a job out here nowadays. It's hard to get your social. It's hard to get your. What's your view on, on?
1: Taking a girl, a young girl, and putting her to work. And
2: Well, okay, so that was, okay, so when I was with my sister, I was, she told me, either I do it with her, like, either I pimp on her, or she was going to go to someone else. This is the same sister that was was blessed by my grandfather, and I helped her out. So why not? She's going to do it anyway. She's going to do it anyway, so why not look after her? And with her, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, go out there, bitch. Like, no, I had her, and I was in the room with her while she was doing her dates. I was there protecting her. Now, with everyone else, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a shit. Like, if they went to jail, I didn't give a damn. Like, that's you guys. You guys chose to do this. With her, I was there every step of the way, you know? And so she ran away, and I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to worry no more. And I started really, like, pimping. But I do feel bad. How is your arrangement? They bring you the money? I collect the money before they do their date. Like, I wasn't, I was one of their pimps that was like, all right hand over the money, I'm a girl, like, they're not going to tell me no, like, you know, mm-hmm. so they're not worried about me. And do you
1: give them a cut? I give them,
2: yes, I, I give them their cuts, yes, I do, I make sure they're, they're well-groomed, I make sure they have clothes, I make sure their hygienes are fine, I make sure their doctor's appointments are great, I make sure they're just, they're, they're natural, they're bomb bitches, like, they're, I never had them looking, like, holes on Figueroa, or, like, just, Stragglers. I never had them look like that. They were A1, like they couldn't be in casinos. Like they were always online. And when they wanted to get down and on the blade, they got down on the blade by themselves. I didn't force them. I always had their trap made when they were doing it online. So they were really escorts, but I did mess up by having a minor. And I do regret it because I should have been smarter than that because that is somebody's child, you know? But I did not force her. She came with me. Mm-hmm. So that I don't regret. But I do regret like putting her through the stuff I put her through. And getting yourself in trouble. And getting myself in trouble. So what, what have you learned from
1: all this? You're still young. You're 27.
2: Yes, I've learned that I can't trust people the way I thought I could. I'm not, I can't yeah. be loyal to people that I have not I used to be because back then I was loyal. Like I gave everybody everything. I gave you my last. I will give you my shirt on my back if you needed it nowadays i'm like fuck you i got the fuck it i don't care like you can be dying you could be burning out there and i wouldn't piss on you like literally like i have no care in the world nobody gave a damn about me i did i did eight years by myself in prison nobody there for me
1: yeah
2: but my girlfriend so i had to get out by myself and now i got the fuck it so i don't care like i don't care about you and i'm not going to jail for you or for nobody else like if i'm gonna go to jail i'm gonna go to jail for something serious and that's just that and my life, I'm just going to, I'm going to live it. I'm going to go back to school. Yeah, I'm, I'm on drugs, but I know how to do stuff legally now. Now I know, I have a, I know my limit. I'm not on sherm, I'm not on heroin, I'm not on all that kind of stuff. I'm just on crystal and weed. That's that. All right. Cash? Cash. <laughs> Cash, thank you so much for talking with me. and I wish you the best of luck. Be careful out there. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
1: Cash wow. was a young girl and they took her, drug her through the mud and used that girl like a comrade and threw her in the garbage.
0: It all started off her fucking Hispanic ass family seeing her as a black person.
1: Yep. Rape that little nigger. She got curly hair and she's brown. That's enough of them. That's why I told you all these other races: the Chinese people, the Mexicans they be like, I'm not white. I'm like, yes, you are. Your hair is bone straight and your skin is pale. You white. Because if I go to your country where you don't want me to go, I'm going find to the, find the black versions of you with the darkest hell and the hair is kinky. I'm going to find <laughs> them. They still look like you. But those are the ones you don't want to um, talk about. But, um, yes. Yeah, uh, Sabrina, she just, um, she tried. She They turned her out. And they used her. And then she just tried to find a way to what was there.
0: Yeah, the the most bearable way that she could see getting through that situation.
1: Yep. Still trying to be yep. a decent person.
0: It's and so interesting you. that he called his channel soft white underbelly. Started off with those hillbilly people from the um from the the those inbred family, one yeah. white yeah. family, and then she, she just started dealing with the
1: everybody the prostitutes all the
0: black people all the colors
1: uh-huh
0: and no white underbelly it's like no under where's the white underbelly like i've seen two white families since i've been watching i don't know
1: we'll we'll, we'll just count his belly let's just say it's
0: his <laughs> belly maybe he's talking about his own
1: belly yeah that's that's how i calculate it in my head because other than that i'm like you know, it's like, but I understand what they mean by you, you know, you're 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 super literal. So you understand what they mean by soft white underbelly. Like it's just never been seen. <sighs> mm-hmm. but, but but you're the white one. But um, yeah, Sabrina, um, she tried boy. They, <laughs> they fucking strained her out like a fucking paper towel, like a sponge. They just I wanna know
0: the, if there's if there's no one in this friggin' streets, in the street streets like that didn't go through it like this it's, it's just like extreme hell
1: right and um my boyfriend he's been around a lot of things like this seen things like that he shares stories here and there and it's like you know like these these niggas be like I pimp like it was nothing like sent girls to go fuck for cash mm-hmm. and it's like half of these niggas nowadays everyone is okay with um you know, in entertainment, they don't mind killing somebody or whatever, but now people just snatch you and sell you. Like chains, niggas snatching chains. Niggas been snatching people and kidnapping them and selling them around the world. That's nothing new. We have the internet now, so now it's more obvious. So it's just like, I don't know this world really is. We really are in the seventh level of hell. It's like everyone who haven't you met that had something happen to them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like every single person. And she's like, I used to be nice and give you my last, and y'all could yeah. relate to that because I was so sweet. But it's like I'm still sweet, but at the same time, I'm- no, I know it's a lot of people. They
0: um, even you see peaches. That was her. That's her old attitude. I think that's like a friggin' it's a game that's being run on people. Like I come from like Christianity or something. Like no matter what kind of garbage is going going on with you. You should be trying to give away the little bit that you have, the little bit of yourself. Even people are just giving away the little bit of themselves to a bunch of takers.
1: Yeah. Right, And that's what I used to do. Give, 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 give. And they're like, thank you, stupid. The whole time I'm like, I love you and you're welcome. But I didn't hear them say stupid because I couldn't see or hear that well. Now I can see and hear well. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So she just found, a, a, I guess, a classier way to do what she do. So it's like, even in hell, they have their angels because it's like, all right, we've been through it, but I'll be here to guide you because, baby, this place gets fucking ugly. And I'm going to try to make it less ugly for you as possible. I can't take you out of here. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. But while you're here, I'll, I'll be like the lesser evil for you you know yeah but I heard something going on so um yeah the 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 whole thing with the grandfather um and him doing what he did and then the aunt slapping him and saying you know you have to keep that in she slapped
0: him I thought she
1: slapped her I mean her yeah I'm sorry slapping her (laughs) I was just like okay i recognize that you know it's like you know women they get so catty and jealous of each other or just so mean it's like i bet deep down you wanted her to get raped because she's younger and prettier than you like i can't imagine being one of these moms my kid says something happened happy to them and i'm like oh you just wanted to it's your fault you had on no sh- what tell me asap i'm gonna go over to the nigger real nice or whatever it's gonna be some foul shit the next moment he's gonna get shanked kids lie right they're gonna get (laughs) shanked. kids lie about oh i didn't eat the ice cream i didn't i didn't eat the chocolate cake Mm -hmm. i didn't you know i didn't do this. not know shit that they not not even supposed to even know about hello 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 that's what i'm saying why not believe the child you made that up i made up sucking dick i've never seen porn I've never seen a penis. I made up sucking that that 58-year-old man's dick. I made that shit up because you love that man so much. These girls will put up with abuse. They'll put up with verbal abuse from these men. They'll put up with being pregnant against their will. They'll put up with anything. Mm -hmm. Just to say that they have somebody, and it's so pathetic. It is pathetic. It is pathetic. It's highly pathetic. Because if you found, if that dummy found you and you found that dummy, you could find another dummy. Mm-hmm. But
0: Well, it, how about you just live your life and just, like, friggin' not bring those, don't bring randoms around your goddamn kids. Like, what the fuck?
1: It's not even that. It's like, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Like, it's not that serious. Like, you just... They're not going to stop You tell your child, oh, you lying. That's some wild shit. I could never lie lying. You wanted him to do that. Oh, so you always thought I was nasty? Because growing up in my grandma's house, she um, asked me at 12 if I had a boyfriend. I'm like, I'm sitting here watching fucking goosebumps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't mm-hmm. like boys. And it's, it wasn't a lesbian thing. I was a little fucking kid. Like, I wasn't thinking of that shit. And then, you know, stupid questions. Like, when I threw up when I was 16, I, I was pregnant. It couldn't be that I was sick. I had to be pregnant. Yeah. You know, and then... No, I think she, I think your
0: grandmother, like, had a lot of trauma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was informing how she was dealing with you. Like, she was expecting some crazy shit to happen.
1: Yeah. Because I, I remember my grandma said she got married at 17. So now I'm questioning how was the grandfather... And then my yeah, mom, and
0: what other shit happened before this seventeen-year-old?
1: Yeah, and my grandma told me my um, mom today. I went to visit her. She told me what happened with my grandmother. That you know, okay. and I I don't mind sharing because you know we live in we live in a, a fucked up world. So ain't nothing to hide. It's ain't it's worse stories. So you know that my my poor grandmother and my my beautiful mom. This guy, because these men are on some other shit. He had a whole nother bitch. Puts my grandma and my mom out. Wow. Things in the new. Guess what the new did to him? What? Stab- stabbed him up in the stomach. Mm-mm-mm. Because he probably had a new. Well, he probably did. So he was probably abusive. Because I know he wasn't. He just
0: abandoned them, basically.
1: Yeah. that The side bitch that he bought he kicked my family out for. She stabbed him. And this is the same guy, he had burned puppies in a fire in front of my mom. I heard he kicked my aunt down the stairs when he found out she was pregnant at 17. And then I'm like, hold on, but didn't you marry my grandma at 17? You know, just like, this is why I say- like, cool. Right, and it was a lot of men were back, like this back then, a lot. And this is still, it's still a lot now, but it was a time where women were housewives and had nice little fancy jobs so you know men were at, at this point so that's why women wanted independence because i had a man saying to me he's like y'all wanted your independence i'm like when we wanted independence because niggas was wilding <laughs> niggas was slapping bitches up all this and that And,
0: and you, you know, know what right? you know what that whole thing it wasn't even our fight like because we had it we had it balanced our shit was balanced it was those freaking white people they their, their shit was not balanced so they was trying to act like you know what I mean they were trying to like get us co-opted into their into their plight yeah and we had with their plight with our little problems i think we had like some problems but it wasn't no like dramatic shit like what they were dealing with like this um uh financial abuse and stuff like that that they probably was dealing with yeah
1: you know fuckery because that's how i feel too because um I notice sometimes like I'll get with a man and he's taking care of me or whatever, and he'll try it. But I'm, I'm a gangster ass bitch. And I don't know if it got nothing to do with being from Brooklyn, but I don't play with motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could try me, but I'm not playing with you. And that's one thing I think we got to teach girls. like It's not about being masculine. We could be feminine and cute. And sometimes yeah. it gets men to the point where it keeps you, sometimes that keeps you safer because... They want women to be so soft and feminine and keep quiet, but you you taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say this much, in a lot of people are asked why are women from New York so aggressive? And, you know, I'm like, you got to remember, this is fucking New York. Let me they tell you something. When these niggas turn up and get violent, you think the women are still going to act like women from down South, ladylike? No. Bitch, you got to be gangster too. Because these niggas will punch you. They'll knock you out. They will treat you like a nigga. And I know that because I've had boyfriends. They try to argue with me. I'm like, hold on, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sir. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Why should I Mm -hmm. raise my voice? I know it's a little deep. (laughs) <laughs> I, know I, got a little bit. I know i got some things available <laughs> but we don't have to be about that
0: no and for i don't, that, I don't even whatever. allow it like the man it just disgusts me and the minute that i ever like even have to come out of my feminine with a nigga like oh you're bringing right. me out of my feminine like for what
1: and i gotta say for what just, and just one of those um she's one of those ladies she's just like she sees the bullshit we were in her apartment one time she's like hold on no 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 it's taking the garbage out just all this 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 it's too much yeah
0: i mean look i have to i have to perform i have to make sure that i take care of certain things without you having to deal with it i shouldn't have to deal with like the yucky stuff like garbage like go and take that garbage how long how how much time does that take yeah. I have to do the dishes. I have to make sure all the, cl- all the clothes are clean. I have to make sure all the comfort is, is washed. I have to uh, go down no. to the laundromat and sit there and do all the boring stuff, of waiting for the shit to dry. You get what I'm saying? All of that inconvenient shit. You could take care of the inconvenient stuff, like taking care of the majority of the bills and taking care of the fucking garbage.
1: All of them. That's all it. of them. Take care of all of them. home and you do whatever you do. I cook. I cook. I clean. Right. Because all your job is to do is go get money. That's it. And bring it back right.
0: to the people. Go get money. Put out right. the garbage. You That's me off the market. And then just don't make any additional mess. Don't fucking throw your garbage on the floor. Don't throw your paps on the floor. Just don't make it harder.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad that this guy's clean. He has his manly ways. like You know, they'd be Like, well, they just be farting at old <laughs> time. You know, he's a dude. But Yeah, but time, not a slob. He's not a slob, and I appreciate that because a slob I'm not not,
0: in, I'm not um inconsiderate,
1: right? Because slobs will call you a nag. My brother he's no, a, they call you. they never look
0: around and be like, "Why is this place looking like this? Why is it so?" And like, bro, you're a slob. You literally come out and you throw your pants on the ground. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what
1: you. Oh, yes you do. Yes you do because if we was to talk about something sexy and nasty, then your brain works all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. We're not gonna do the selective hearing, darling. No, no! Fucking trash, y'all. Like I told you. Please, please,
0: and thank you, darling.
1: I'm about to put on some, 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 uh, some uh, auto tune and, and sing. Please, please, <laughs> please, please, be please. a man. <laughs> Ow! This has been another episode of GMGC on the Dope Dealer Radio. I am Cleo Badashian, darling.
0: And I am Lena Created. It's been a pleasure speaking to you all.
1: And having this conversation because it was so deep. And we're going to get deeper because we're dope dealers. Feel me? Yeah. (laughs) So from me and my family and over there, yes mine and mine <laughs> yes. we bid you a good night and we will see you next week for gmgc talk Tiller radio darling mm-hmm. yeah quite
0: <laughs>